Broadcasting from high above the reserve, this is Radio Harambe. for tuning in to Radio Harambe. I am Dave McBride. I'm broadcasting here from a balmy, sunny, yet cool and breezy uh, Radio Harambe studios. And joining me, this is a line I haven't said in a long time, from somewhere in the world, Safari Mike. Mike, where are you? <laughs> I am in the desert, Dave, studying desert tortoises. Tortoises? Yeah, Wait sure. a minute. Don't tortoises swim? No, turtles swim. Tortoises are usually land mam- uh, reptiles. Is that true? Jesus, I know so little about this stuff. It's ridiculous. Tortoises have like the legs and the you know, and they walk around. They're slow, and you know, the Galapagos tortoises, for example, are um, land animals. And as is the, of course, the desert tortoise, which I guess doesn't do a lot of swimming. Um- no. There's a lot of burrowing and hiding in, uh, from the sun. But go ahead. As we have said many times on this show, if you are, are a um, show listener, you enjoy the show, you've heard me say many, many, many times that Mike has this weird obsession with lists when it comes to Disney. He makes lists of his favorite this, his least favorite that. He's going to have his nicest this and the best place to do that. And he likes to do lists. He does them on Twitter and Instagram. And here on the show, he does it over and over again. And today, he had the idea of yet another list. And this time, this is actually a very useful list. This is the list of the uh, what he calls the overlooked attractions, the five overlooked attractions right. at Disney's Animal Kingdom. Now, the original intention in things like this is for us to have our own lists, compare lists, and all that kind of stuff. Um, but I felt like there really isn't many more than five overlooked attractions at the Animal Kingdom nowadays. Um, okay. There may have been somewhere along the line, back in the days where people had somehow convinced themselves it was a half-day park. Um, there may have been more back then, uh, but I think that a lot of the ones that used to be overlooked are no longer overlooked. Um, I'm thinking Dinosaur as something along those lines. It was an attraction that... Uh, before, right, before uh, Fast Pass Plus, before... The throngs of people over there, it seems like Dinosaur has sort of revived itself almost a little bit and is no yeah. longer a, uh, you know, a, an attraction that's overlooked. So right. I'm going to let Mike give his five, and then what I'll do is I'll pick it apart, which is my favorite thing to do with Mike's lists, um, and then I'll add a few that I think uh, maybe he missed. Maybe I'll come okay. up with my own five. But okay. if we did the top five, which is your original thing, I felt like our top five would probably be close. So I'll let you do the top five, and then I'll do sort of the honorable mentions, if, okay. that, if well, that makes sense. The, the number five on my list, 
okay. um, was not so much overlooked, but very underappreciated. And that's the Navi River journey. Yes. Yeah, if you didn't qualify that, I'd have to throw a flag, blow the whistle, you know, right. put up the stop sign, the whole thing. Because there's no way it's overlooked. I mean, that's just it, not. It's just a beautiful attraction. It's like, uh, you know, watercolor paintings on a boat ride. It's, um, I love it. I think it's a relaxing, really? I mean, I wish the only thing I would say is I wish it was a little bit longer. Okay. First of all, I don't think it's overlooked. Oh, well, I said that. I think it's underappreciated, maybe because it's underwhelming. It's not underwhelming. How is it underwhelming? It's a beautiful, I love that attraction. It has an incredible audio animatronic. Absolutely has an incredible audio animatronic. I will, I will not let that go. I will not go past, uh, go through this without saying that. It really does. If you are not a fan of the movie, you have no I'm, idea what you're looking at. I'm also, I'm not a fan of the movie, but I've seen it. Right. So I know what I'm looking at. You don't know what you're looking at if you haven't seen the movie and you're not a big If you fan. haven't seen the movie, yeah. Um, so as opposed to Pirates or I'm thinking of the boat rides where you really don't need any kind of great frame of reference of what you're looking at in order to um, know what it is that this is. It also right. employs um, my least favorite thing in Disney, current Disney um, Imagineering, which is the video screens that make up for actual moving things. That kind of bugs me. It's very right. short. The it cue, is short. The queue stinks. Yeah, the queue's okay. They have the, some, some artifacts and stuff. I mean, I don't, wouldn't say it stinks. It's, There's much worse. Not great. Uh, yeah, there is worse. Not great. But in this day and age of theming ourselves up the wazoo, so to speak, um, you know, they 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 kind of let this one go a little bit. But yeah, I don't know. I just don't. Okay, what's number four? Number four is, uh, for those who don't know, when you go, to, when you're heading towards Harambe, there's a nature trail to the right. Um, and I think that's, you know, there's almost never anybody there. So that is often overlooked. People, I think people think it's like a uh, cast member path. But back there are tortoises. There are uh, uh, porcupines. There's saddled storks. There's, right. you know, a few uh, exhibits back there that uh, people don't really seem to know that's there. Okay, this is one of the things that I think is the poster child for this entire idea. And one of the things that um, certainly over the years, Mike, you and I fought about with people who claimed it was a half-day park. And those were people who only went in, went on the three big attractions and turned around right. and went home because there was nothing else they claimed for them to do. These right. were the types of, this is definitely one of those things, that one of these little, um, you know, hidden gems, so to speak, where, yeah, it's only a few exhibits, but it's there and it's hidden and it's something you kind of discover. And, you know, one of those things that Joe always, Rody, Joe Rody always talked about, um, for those of you who don't know, Joe Rody was the lead designer. Um, the of these sort of discovery things that happen in Animal Kingdom. You just sort of go around a corner and maybe come across something you didn't think was there. A very non-traditional 
Disney park in that a lot of the attractions and a lot of the details and a lot of things were sort of hidden in the jungle, hidden into the natural world rather than in a big show building in front of you that it was hard to miss. Right. Um, and I think this is definitely, this is, you know, it's one of those things that um, I believe is the real poster child for, for this very idea. Um, and, uh, and the, the Galapagos tortoises back there are great. Um, and the cool thing about the Saddlebill storks is you can see them from the other side of the river too, because right. their their habitat is actually right along the banks of the river. You can also uh, see them on the bridge, which is a cool shot because you have yeah. Everest in the background. Yeah, you, you you don't realize this is one of those great exhibits where you don't realize you're looking even in an exhibit. It just right. looks like um, you know what you would normally have on a pathway. That leads to water. You know, Disney's always going to put up a barricade of some kind. So you're walking along this pathway and you're looking over the barricade and here's this incredible (laughs) giant stork there and you don't realize it's even there. So it's uh, that that's a this is a real cool one. I like this one a lot. I don't think it has a name, though. I guess we just call it Tree of Life Trails or something. Yeah, it's, it's all part of the Tree of Life trails. There are yeah. a few of them. There's the one that goes by the otters. There's the one that goes by, the, you know, so, so, so things. So we don't forget, if you've never been to it, you're walking from the enter, center of the park or the entrance of the park to Harambe before you get over the bridge. It's a little pathway on your right. Uh, right, before, right before actually, the gate. Right, right before the gate. And the gates are incredible, too. But take it right there, and you'll see what we're talking about. I like that one. That's a good one. That's better. That definitely qualifies more as overlooked or underappreciated than the river journey, but uh, go ahead. All right, the next one is the Oasis because a lot of people blow right through it first in the morning and in the afternoon, especially the path that leads between the left side and the right side where the wallaby is and the parrots are and the footbridge is. Um, That's often, I'm not sure if it would, I mean, people just blow right through it, so it's often overlooked. Again, this this is another one of those things that, you know, I, and I don't want to make too much of this as we go on, but I, but I may have already have. Uh, <laughs> you know, we spent many, many years fighting about how this is not a half-day park. Uh, right. Mike and I actually kind of were inspired to start this whole podcast website, johnboyeveryone.com, um, to, uh, you know, even because of so-called quote-unquote experts of Disney calling the Animal Kingdom a half-day park. And it's because all they did was walk in, ride, at at best, ride Everest, Dinosaur, the Safaris, maybe see uh, a, a show, and then turn around Festival and go home. Festival of the Lion King. Yeah, Festival of the Lion King, and then turn around and go home. Uh, because there's nothing else that's on their, uh, you know, in their unofficial guide that they say is right. a great attraction that the whole family will love. So they're just going to turn around and go home. And then they say that it's boring and there's nothing to do there. Meanwhile, they haven't gone on any of the nature trails or the or all of these things. And this is what this the the one that always blew our minds. Was you walk right past? You cannot do any of these things that I just mentioned without going through the oasis. <laughs> right. I mean, but people just just walk right through it. They don't. I mean, if they right. happen to spot like the Barbarossa or the giant anteater walking around, they might stop for a minute. It'd just be dumb luck if they did. Right. Right. They don't really explore it. So, um, right. But so the last thing we said, 
you could miss. Even if you've gone to the park for the whole day, you could miss that trail behind the tree of life. You can't miss this. Right. But yet people did and just marched their way through it. And Mike, uh, there's the Barbarossa, the anteater, the... Um, so if you, if you take the cross path between the left and the right, you have the wallaby. Wallabies. You have, the, you have the, I think the rhinoceros iguana is yes, on, yep, on that path. Yep, yep. Um, and people pull right past it. They don't They don't even bother to look. There used to be little... Um, little. They looked like little rabbits, but they were uh, some sort of... Cavies. Yeah, there used to be cavies. Um, they, yeah, they were up front. They were closer to the front of it. And they're closer to the front there. There are, there are some birds in there and some other things to see. Yeah, there's waterfowl. There's that, that nice uh, waterfall, the, the, the bridge that I'm sure kids would like to walk awesome. over. Yep. But anyway, that's this is the, the, This is definitely it. It's on your map. You have to walk through it. Right. And people don't. I think they still don't to some degree. And I kind of get it because where it's situated... You know, you're walking through it um, to get to your fast pass that you have on your phone now. Right. Uh, you know, and you, you don't want to miss that. And so you just sort of like barrel through it. And if you get there in the morning when it opens, sort of the, the herd just kind of fl- filters through it. So the best thing to do really is if you're on your way home or if you head back towards the Discovery Island to get to something else during the course, they build in 15, 20 minutes to walk over there and just see it all again. Uh, I know it feels a little weird to walk to the front door only to turn around and come back, but it's absolutely worth it. And, you know, get your ice cream or whatever you want, your your, your beverage, and walk over there and see what it is. And certainly, if you're going to um, have a, a meal at the Rainforest Cafe while you're on the on, at the park, you know, work your way through the Oasis, I would say, for sure. I agree. What's, I agree. What's Although next? I don't so that, agree with going to the Rainforest Cafe, but that's neither. Well, yeah, well, that, I, but still people do it. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> so that's three. You only have two left. Number two. You better be two good say, ones. I was going to say Boneyard, but I've changed my mind based oh. upon the process we're going here. And I'm going to say Rafiki's Planet Watch. It's so overlooked that they're making it seasonal now, I think. Yeah, we, don't have, we still don't have confirmation on that yet, right? No, we do not. We do. We do know it's going to reopen, though. Uh, I think in the spring, maybe. I mean, it's going to go down. It's going down for pretty lengthy rehabilitation um, or refurbish, refurbishment, I should right. say. So I, I believe there's going to be some changes to it, but it's still very overlooked. I mean, I think part of that is because people have to get on a train to get there, so they're like, eh, I don't want to do that. But the train ride's great. So. Um, you know, I should have maybe included the train ride in the in the Wildlife Express in this, I but absolutely would have if you didn't. All right, well, you you can talk about it in a minute, but I'm I'm talking about Rafiki's. I think it's a great place. I mean, if you're lucky enough, you get to see vets working. There's a bunch of exhibits of like small animals, turtles, uh, you know, insects, you know, that kind of thing, snakes, that kind of thing. Um, and then there's the petting zoo, and there's also also a show, and I think people don't go there. Mostly because it's a little bit of a hassle to get there. You have to wait on the train ride. You have to get the train over there. You have to train ride back. I mean, it's a long walk to the Rafiki's from the train. Not a long right. walk, but it's a walk from from Rafiki's from to the train station. It's not right there, um, which I think is maybe a design error, but that's okay. Um, anyway, so I put Rafiki's as number two. I, so if you have a child under the age of eight 
I would say. Right. Um, there's nothing about Rafiki's that they won't like. I mean, the train over there is terrific. You get a lot of chance to see. And for adults, you're seeing the back of the park, really. You're seeing the offstage ex- parts of the exhibit, you have the, the places where the, where the animals stay at night. Um, you may even get a glimpse of an animal while you're doing it. Um, but the train itself, just by itself, is a great little ride. It's an awesome train, beautifully themed. Uh, such an authentic look to the train for an African train. I mean, it just looks great. Uh, right. And the and Gorgeous. Yeah. Go and, and Rafiki's itself, the Planet Watch itself, like Mike said, all the things that it has in there. I mean, kids just go for it. There's also a couple of great character um, encounters in there. Uh, there's usually Chip and Dale and Rafiki and all this kind of stuff. And and we have been promising to do a show about Rafiki's, which I think we're, uh, what would you say, gearing that one up for uh, yeah. your consideration. Yeah. Well, and we promised that due to the fact that we thought it was closing forever. <laughs> and now it's just for Shake so we could talk about that. Yeah. Um, again, I can go back in the past and look at it. But right. go ahead. I, I, I've been hearing this, um, this thing about uh, possibly being um, – Seasonal. It would seem that if it were seasonal, it would be open at Christmas, but maybe. So we'll see what it ends up being when it's done being refurbished. um, Right. What it is. They're very tight lipped about it, other than they shut it. So, but other than that, uh, this would have definitely been on my list. I think a lot of people don't don't bother with it, don't look at it. Um, I kind of get it if you're, uh, you know, just coming for the animals and the thrills and stuff. Um, You know, you could end up going over there and not seeing much. But if certainly if you have little kids, it's an it's a it's a must see. It's a it's something you have to go over and see. So that brings us to your number one. Number one is a well uh, caring for giants. Let's put it that way. That's my number one. Is this an attraction? See again, I you're playing with the rules here. Is this an attraction? Sure. You go back and you see the elephants and you get a, t- a tour of the elephants and all that kind of stuff. And a lot of people don't. Okay. I don't know if a lot of people know it. Um, I could tell you when Christine and I were there, there was plenty of room for, you know, there was plenty of open slots for for people to go on the uh, uh, on this particular attraction. Um, I guess if you're saying that because you have to pay extra to go on it, it's not really an attraction. It's like some sort of side thing. But I, I consider it an attraction, and at least for this list. And I think people really should go and enjoy it. And there's obviously the new Rhino one too looks incredible. I, I would like to do that one. And um, anyway, so that's that's my um, your five final choice. I, I I'm only saying is it is it really an attraction in that um, it's probably not listed under attractions in the Walt Disney World website. Uh, it's probably listed under tours or something to that effect. So probably, I, I, probably. But but nonetheless, um, it is inexpensive. It is uh, apparently, according to Mike, I haven't done it yet, uh, a terrific um, experience. Certainly one that I would go. Now, so let me let me um, throw in, and, and Mike's talked about that in the past, and he's described it I on have. the past shows. You can go back and listen to those. Um, and tweet Mike and he'll to ask him which show exactly it was because I don't have it off the top of my head, but he'll 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 uh, let you know how we that did the is. show just about that, right? I think Didn't we did. Yeah, I think yeah, we I did. Think so too. Um, which would have only been, I think, over the summer, not not long right. ago. No, um, not long. So again, I thought about overlooked attractions. Now, 
This gets into the definition of a lot of things. The definition of overlooked, of which, right. and the definition of attraction. I think Mike has um, expanded those definitions in two different areas here. Um, so that kind of leaves me open to narrow mine a little bit and talk about just the attraction. I think, you know, as I mentioned before, dinosaur is one that if we went back a few a few years ago, we may have called that overlooked. It was one that a lot of people came in, did their um, did their safari, did their expedition Everest, and you know maybe use their other fast pass on something else and didn't yeah. go on dinosaur. There was a long time there where we were hearing this weird thing about how oh, it's just Indiana Jones. Uh, if you've been on Indiana Jones, you, you will understand how silly that <laughs> that. Well, the same. It's the same uh, ride, ride system. System, and I think it's actually the same track layout. Could very but other well than be. That, other than that, it's completely different. It means I mean, nothing. I, I've, been, I've been on Indiana Jones in Disneyland, yeah. and it's an incredible attraction. It does not belong in Disney in the <laughs> Animal Kingdom, but no. um, though neither does there's been, Avatar. There's been rumors that. about that, but um, I loved Indiana Jones. I also loved Dinosaur. And the differences between the two, if it if it does, in fact, follow the same track path, I think it does. And I don't know that it does. There is no way to know that when you're riding them. I mean, you have to be trying to think it through. Right. No, there's no way you know that. I mean, because it's a completely different experience. Completely different. The layout of it, the surroundings, totally couldn't be more separate from each other. Right. Um, so, But there was a while there where I was getting criticized for that, and it kind of got overlooked. But I think that's kind of going away. However, I think there's one traditional attraction. You know, we're not... we're in the Disney sense of attraction that I think is definitely still overlooked. And that is bugs. It's tough to be a bug or whatever, I they, agree. whatever they call the, 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 the movie. It's tough to be a bug. Yeah. Uh, I get that. It scares little kids. Sometimes I get that. But some teenage girls are creeped out by the idea of bugs running underneath them. Um, I get all that, but that's what makes it fun. <laughs> and I still think, of all the 3D movie, 4D experience type things that Disney's ever built, I can't think of one better. Now, the film itself in Muppet Vision might be more fun. Yeah, I like Muppet Vision. That's that's a close one. But the surroundings and using the theater and all of those things to make you feel like you're inside of the show... This is the, still, I think, the best one of them all. And they've built a probably. few over the years. Probably. Yeah. I probably agree with you. Yeah. Uh, I, I think the effect of the bugs running underneath you at the end it probably seals, it for, for, uh, seals yeah. it for them. Oh, yeah. And the, and the, and the, the hopper animatronic and the, you know, there's, right. there's so much there. And, and it's just they do a really good job with it. Yes, it might make your four-year-old scream. Um, it might make creepy out a little bit, but hey, that's just the way this goes. Yeah, I mean, it is a terrific attraction, and it gets overlooked. And let me tell you something. It's something you could almost always walk on. So if it's a hot day, and you're going through the Animal Kingdom, and you've gone through all the outside stuff, and you just want to sit down indoors for half an hour, I highly recommend taking the time and going to it. It is fun. 
it's funny and it's neat and it's to me turning into this kind of like traditional Disney thing of you know these sensory um, things. You know, right. I, I, I like it. Um, so that's I like one. it too. Yeah, I like it too. And you agree it's overlooked. I agree. I thought for a while, Mike, I would consider, I, I, you know, when I was thinking about Dinosaur, I was also sort of considering whether or not one would put Primeval Whirl in the overlooked attractions. Um, I wouldn't put that, maybe Triceratops Spin, but not Primeval Whirl. Yeah, and I, and, and I don't think Triceratops Spin or the Boneyard, because you were right. going to put the Boneyard in, but then took it I out. was. I don't think either one of them are overlooked by the people they're meant to be for. That's probably fair. That's why I removed Boneyard anyway. Yeah, yeah. and I think Triceratops Spin kind of fits in that too. Now, for okay. some reason, people, adults, go on Dumbo and then don't and then complain about spinner rides anywhere else in the park. Um, Triceratops Spin is really only just a spinner ride, but yeah. it's made for kids and the kids love it. You know, my kid loves it. Um, the only one I would criticize is Aladdin just because of its location. It makes creates bottleneck. Yeah, yeah. I, I but like, it's fine. Yeah. I mean, whatever. It's fine. It's, it's fine. fine. It's just a spinner ride for kids. Uh, right. So I didn't include any of that kind of stuff. Um, but I, I felt that, you know, Gorilla Falls, a lot of people, a lot of people walk into uh, Kilimanjaro Safaris, get right. off the truck, maybe catch a glimpse of one of the bachelor gorillas on the backside. Yeah, you can. Yep. And then that's it. And that's all they see. And then they go out and they get their, their stroller or they go out to go to the bathroom or get something right. to eat. And they kind of just leave and they let, you know, you, you can easily walk out that tunnel. I mean, walk out that funnel of people and gorilla falls is at your back and you never even know it's there. And, it, for that reason alone, I think it is a bit underappreciated, more so than those other ones that I'm talking about. I think there are a lot of people who come into the park for the first time who never really get a chance to, to see it or never notice it's there and, and would like it. And that, to me, I think is a definition of underappreciated or overlooked. Um, so I think it's a, it is a bit overlooked, and I would definitely put it in my list. Okay. All right, I don't disagree with that. And my last and final one. Oh, you got another one. All right. Is Winged Encounters. Well, um, it's not called that anymore, but okay. What's it called now? It's got up in it. Oh, you're no. talking about Winged Encounters. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. I was thinking of the bird show. I'm sorry. Right. No, no. Um, I think people... Well, first of all, it wasn't on the map for years. And I think people will stop and watch it if they're there. Right. But if they're not there, they're they're not going to sit around and wait for it. I mean, a few people do, but, it, but mostly don't. Which makes it to me underappreciated or overlooked. I don't disagree with that either. I and and it is a great experience. Um, it's it's just a show, little show. Birds fly in, but they fly in. <laughs> you get, you got to see it. Google it. Winged encounters. Like it's hard to explain, but from somewhere backstage, somewhere behind the buildings, behind the tree of life, flies in a flock of parrots that or are they macaws? I don't know. Macaws. They're that macaws. Make this holy racket on their way yes. in. They circle huh. around, they fly over the top of people's heads and land on this little perch right in front of the tree of life. That alone is worth the price of admission. Then the, 
Well, I'm not sure if it's worth $115 or whatever admission is now, but okay. <laughs> hey, listen, Mike, there's not very many places you're going to get that experience. No, I, don't, I can't think of any other, um, at least that, that experience. And you're going to watch a little show. They're going to feed them a little bit. They're going to tell you a little bit about them, tell you a little bit about the, the dangers they face in the wild, um, all this kind of stuff. There's a couple of different species of macaws. And then it's all over in 10 minutes as they yeah, leave this thing, this little perch, and again, buzz your head as they fly off. Yeah. Into the, and the, while they're trying to do the show, there's usually one or two that never make it down to the perch, and they're up in one of the trees somewhere, and the handler's trying to get them to come down, and because they're wild animals and they're on the loose, you especially know? around Flame Tree Barbecue, right there. Oh yeah, yeah, and, and so it's it is a really great experience, and one that I everyone I know who comes to the Animal Kingdom for the first time. I always say to them, make sure you you catch that. It's only going to take a couple yeah. of minutes out of your day, but it is a terrific, terrific experience. Am I correct that it's on the, the, the times are now on the map? It was the last time I was there. All right, good. Um, but you never know. Disney yeah, changes their mind on these things all the time. That's true. Um, and so I guess that's it. Yeah. I mean, I think that, I think that covers pretty much all the overlooked and in my case, one underappreciated ride um, attraction, I should say. Uh, but yeah, it, you know, enjoy all these the, the things we're saying. We highly recommend. I think. Um, oh yeah. At least, at least the ones I put out, and um, and I think you liked all the all the ones you were talking about. Well, I guess uh, uh, the definition of overlooked. We're by definition, we're talking about things we like. Um, yeah. Yeah. Of course. Anyway, I guess that's it. Yeah. So there you go. That's pretty much everything that you need to know. All the, see when we were t see Mike limited to attractions, which kept us from doing bars and restaurants and things like that. Because, listen, that's how I spend most of my time when I'm uh, not riding attractions and sitting at the. Well, maybe we could do a top five, like <laughs> secondary experience. Yeah, I mean, we like could that. talk about bands and. And places to to relax and drink and eat and stuff. There's so much else to do, but right. these kind of these kind of attractions, these little things that walk that people just walk right through, really make it not only not a half day, but sometimes it takes you a couple of days to get through all this. Especially if you're going to end up online for things, um, you know the time goes by quickly. And if you want to keep the rivers light at night and all this kind of stuff, you know there is so much to do in all that time. And, uh, you know, read your maps, read your guidebooks. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to make a mention also um, that we are planning on doing uh, a listener question show this fall, which we always do. So take a look at the Twitters for that. Uh, if you don't follow Mike on um, Twitter at you're at Jumbo Everyone. Right. Um, then you'll have a hard time knowing when it's time to get your questions in. If you want to do it the old fashioned way. The email way you can go jumbo everyone at gmail.com and I will get to those um, we're gonna we're, we are still planning on doing that at some point soon are we not yeah absolutely maybe uh, we'll do the Rafiki show and then that maybe yeah because we like Let's to get, get some news and there is nothing huh news wise uh, well we talked about the baby did we talk about the baby copy there was an a copy born in the animal kingdom lodge um, but other than right. that, I mean, there hasn't been too much. 
I mean, Rafiki's gone down, and there's been a lot of chitter chatter about that. But um, that's all there was, really. Yeah. Now, now that the chatting has gone down, but um, yeah, I don't think there's too much else. Uh, I do a news post, uh, you know, every couple of weeks or so on the on the blog. So, I mean, if there's anything you want to check out, check out there. Um, we had a couple of um, listeners write into me and things I wanted to mention over uh, stuff that we've done, shows we've done in the past. Sure. Um, a, a gentleman by the name of, I believe his name is Nick. Uh, it could be, it's N-I-C. If, I, if it's not a gentleman, I apologize. A listener by the name of Nick uh, says, hey guys, as a brief follow-up to the most recent Planet Watch, I wanted to mention Seafood Watch. Started off as a small card they handed out at the aquarium and is now a website and application that aims to inform consumers of what is and what isn't a sustainable piece of seafood. Oh, interesting. Yeah, you can find it at seafoodwatch.org. Cool. Yeah. That's a good one. I also wanted to mention um, Ken... Ken Cabot, who sent me an amazing gift. I have no idea why. Um, and it is absolutely gorgeous. And I can't thank you enough, Ken, for that. I wanted to mention all that. Um, what was it? It is an incredible Animal Kingdom throw blanket that is just absolutely beautiful. Oh, nice. It has the Tree of Life on it. Um, as soon as I opened it up and held it up to see, my son grabbed it and said, Thank you, Daddy. And went and put it in his bed because he is a huge fan of the Animal Kingdom and this is his place. But I just wanted to uh, thank the both of them for writing in. Uh, we have some other stuff that have been written into us. So if you want to uh, talk to me, I can get me at jomboeveryone at gmail.com. I can also be found on Twitter at uh, Radio Harambe. And of course, there is our Instagram page in which I'm posting tons of, I have literally more photos than I could possibly imagine. Uh, that I am posting on Instagram as we go on. That's Disney's Animal Kingdom. You can find us on Instagram. Uh, you can find me on Instagram, yep. by the way, at safari underscore Mike. And I post pictures with uh, not as frequently as you, and not as the pictures aren't as good as yours. But more informed. But, uh, <clears throat> I, I, I usually write like a you know a couple sentences about what we're talking about there. You know what what up yeah. what, what I photographed. But yeah. anyway. Yeah, Michael. That's, Michael that's actually, uh, Michael actually, give you some information where I'm just like dumping pictures. It feels like sometimes right. on there. But uh, so so follow us on those. Uh, we got a lot of cool things coming up soon, and some more shows planned. It has been a crazy, crazy couple of months for Mike and I. Um, and uh, hopefully, as the holidays come on, things will start to settle down, and we'll be able to do some of the things we were hoping to do this year. Um, as the year is quickly ticking away. <laughs> <laughs> so for Safari Mike, I'm Dave McBride. Uh, Quarini, go well, and thank you for listening to Radio Harambe. Now, who do